Hey everybody, James Aaron here, and welcome to Speculative Work. This is episode 14, and I am recording this while standing on my new under-desk treadmill. <laughs> I'm not actually walking, I'm standing, but I've been doing some walking, and I'm really enjoying it so far. For this episode, though, I want to talk about podcasts. Why do I like podcasts? What podcasts do I listen to currently? And why do I podcast myself? Why should you? Yeah, it's something I've thought about quite a bit uh, recently. So first, some updates. Uh, Work complete in the last week. 2,000 words. I've still been banging my head away on a certain part of the book I'm trying to finish. But I made some really good progress today. I'm basically down to the last 1,000 words on this little bit of a side uh, plot path that I've been following and just about ready to finish things up. I'm going to be rereading the whole book to make sure that my ending is on fire. I've got about, um, I don't know, probably 5,000 words I want to go over to make sure everything is coming together properly. And one of the things I've really been thinking about is the fact that I need to combine some characters. I've got a couple places where I'd introduce characters that I think uh, I can tighten things up. And it'll actually make the story better. Um, Not that I, you know, I got some criticism on a previous book that I had too many point of view characters. And I think in some cases, you know, that's fine. Sometimes you have to do that. But other times, especially with a book one in a series, I think it's better to keep things tight. And um, if a character isn't serving a real purpose or going to move forward into the rest of the series, I think it's better just to try and reduce that as much as you can because you really want to try and hook people with this first book and you need to give you know the characters that matter as much screen time as you possibly can. So that's what I'm, um, I'll be reading the new or you know the current book um, with that in mind and looking for you know, is the plot working? What do I need to tighten up? What do I need to um, adjust? And hopefully finally be in the final stretch on this. So the secret project that I've been working on is a shared world called Nova Blue that has been developed by Josh Hayes and John Evans from uh, Keystroke Medium. And so I'm pretty excited to be able to talk openly about that. Um, There's a bunch of uh, really great writers that are involved. And it's basically going to be kind of a law enforcement space opera shared universe. And while we've thrown out some ideas that are kind of like Judge Dredd, it's going to be, I think, more space opera focused than that. So, um, you know, Judge Dredd is really grimy. And I think we're trying to do something um, fun. But there's also a lot of a lot of space to work. In fact, we're all we've all just basically been throwing out ideas on what um, you know what the initial rollout is going to look like. So, I'm doing something that's going to be focused around uh, a sheriff's deputy who's training um, on an orbital that is a, a leisure station that serves a couple pretty brutal mining areas as well as a bunch of asteroid miners. So, kind of a wild you know kind of a western kind of a wild west kind of setting. Um, but I think I can also get some really cool space opera stuff in there. So I'm excited about it. Um, I just need to finish this current project so I can <laughs> devote uh, a couple of weeks to knocking out uh, the novella that I have banging around in the back of my mind. So um, I'll keep you posted on that, but I'm really excited about it. Um, 
Books I finished since the last podcast. So I finished American Nations by Colin Woodard. That was the book that talks about kind of the 11 different regional cultures that exist in the United States and how, you know, from the point when the colonies first started to the current day, how they've affected our politics, our regional culture, um, and kind of the ways that we, you know, approach government and how our government might function or not function based on, you know, those 11 cultures and it, it's a really fascinating book i would for anyone who's interested in american history um kind of foundations of american politics or just uh ways that people in the u.s think um i think it's a really really valuable book and a lot of the reviews say that it's really biased uh towards the end uh, especially against the south i thought it was pretty much pretty consistent with the the story the author was telling the whole way through um so i don't know i mean it's like it's like any history i wouldn't call it pop history because it's it's relatively well researched and he does cite most of um you know the things that he uh the positions he pushes forward but it's it's still kind of pop history it's it's a pretty quick read and it's based on a lot of generalizations um but i would i would definitely recommend it um, I moved from that to Demon Haunted World by Carl Sagan, and I haven't finished it yet, but it's uh, it's not a lot of new stuff. Like, it's Carl Sagan basically kind of ranting against the uh, anti-science movement that's been around, and he spends a lot of time, like, debunking UFOs, debunking conspiracy theories, really digging into the scientific method and how it works, how... You know, you can approach questions of like something like a UFO, like, okay, what does the evidence suggest? Like, let's talk about the evidence. And um, it's it's interesting. It's it's kind of uh, kind of wears <laughs> wears on you a little bit, especially because it's not a position that I'm like opposed to. So I I don't know if I'm going to devote the time to finish the whole book because it is a long book, and I don't feel like he's trying to convince me of anything that I need convincing of. Um, so there's probably some other books I could spend my time on, but I did listen to it for a good, you know, six hours so far. So I might, I might finish it. Um, we took a trip this weekend and listened to Calypso by David Sedaris. And we're probably halfway through that one. Um, it's not, you know, if you're familiar with David Sedaris, he's well known for his, um, humorous essays on, you know, like working as an elf in, uh, Christmas displays. Um, this one's more about his family and uh it's you know very much bittersweet and uh kind of a little bit depressing i would say but also you know from an author's perspective the way he turns an essay and really follows like kind of the typical almost uh comedy outline where you you know come back to something three times and or finish up with the beginning um he's really good at like kind of describing a family scene and also describing his family and because it's read by the author you it feels really uh you know like it's true to what he's trying to communicate i'd say it's it's definitely it's definitely worth checking out especially from if you're doing any kind of research on the dynamics of a large family and a large family that's kind of gone through tragedy um it's definitely uh interesting i'd recommend it um, I've got all the parts for my solar panel project, so next weekend I will be putting solar panels on the roof. And then I also got some all my pieces together for an electric bike I'm going to be building. So I'm going to 
be, I've been digging into a lot of stuff with electricity and batteries and different kinds of batteries, um, which as I've been struggling with finishing this book, you know, it kind of helps to inject other things into my brain. And so I've been down the YouTube rabbit hole on a whole lot of stuff, which has brought me to uh, another update, which I've been really interested in. Um, I'll put the, the link in the, uh, the notes, but I've really been enjoying a channel by a guy named Jeremy Fielding, who is, his channel is focused on electric motors, but also touches on like, like typical, like places you can find household motors, how they work, thing or household items that contain electric motors, how you can take them apart and then things you can make with them. And he's really like, he describes things really well. Um, it's just as he takes stuff apart, like you can kind of see like, what does a microwave look like? And you get a good sense of what's in there, a treadmill, a vacuum, like all this stuff. And I've really been enjoying his channel. Um, in fact, there was one, one uh, video where he just, he picked up a copy machine off the side of the road and like took it apart and went through all the various components that he got out of there that he could use in other projects. And that alone was really interesting. And you know, as a science fiction writer, like you're always sort of like, what do they call it in, in Star Trek? Like the, uh, you know, the fake vocabulary that they use for describing how things are happening in a scene or what characters are doing, especially if it's around, you know, trying to fix something on the ship. Like for me, I'm always trying to absorb that language. You know, I'm, I'm not an electrical engineer. I, so that kind of stuff doesn't come naturally to me, but I do find electrical, you know, people that have an engineering background, just kind of fascinating. And so that language, like watching when, when people describe how something, you know, works or how basic electricity works or how you can expand out from there. And then with science fiction, you know, combining it with physics and astronomy um, is, and then, you know, because I have a military background, like it's pretty easy for me to describe ballistics, weapons, uh, you know, squad tactics, things like that. That's the kind of stuff that I'm always trying to absorb so I can combine these things together. And so this guy's YouTube channel is just a trove of this kind of information. And I think especially if you're writing like maybe, maybe post-apoc, um, like post-apocalyptic kind of fiction, um, this would be super useful if you've got any kind of scavenger character who's building things. So I'll put the link in the show notes for that, but I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, on a personal note, like... I've been struggling with the book, but I've also, it's just been incredibly difficult with the baby. You know, she's almost 11 months now and we've gone through sleep regression where basically she gets up, you know, she wakes up at 6.30 in the morning. If I try to wake up earlier than that, like five o'clock, I wake her up when I get out of bed. Um, and so no matter what happens, I'm pretty much going to be spending time with her in the morning. And then she's, you know, we're getting her to nap throughout the day, but I'll have to go to work. I come home. Basically, it's time to, you know, make dinner. Um, and I've, I've been the one who's been doing a lot of cooking. So make dinner. Um, then we're getting into bedtime. You get her to bed by 9 o'clock. She's doing this new thing where she just wants to cry for an hour before she'll go to sleep. And then basically one of us has to stay with her until it feels like 9, 30, 10 o'clock before she's falling asleep. And my wife and I have been switching off with that. And it feels like any night that I'm, I'm the one that's lying there with her, I inevitably just fall asleep. And so finding time to write has just been incredibly difficult. And so I'm really, 
I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying this time with her. I'm really glad that I get to have it. But when it comes to trying to meet deadlines, it's been really difficult. So I've been trying to find as much time as I can to write at work, um, you know, at lunch breaks and things like that. But like this weekend, we needed to spend some time with uh, with her in-laws. So we traveled out of town. And while I was thinking maybe I might get some time to write because maybe grandma would jump in to help, um, that didn't happen. So I got I got maybe, you know, 30 minutes where I knocked out um, a thousand words and uh, just nothing has kind of been working out the way I would like it to. And so I spend like all this research I've been doing is pretty much watching YouTube with the, you know, as I entertain the baby or sit there with the baby in my lap or try to feed the baby or, you know, trying to find other ways to do research and absorb information um, and spend time with my daughter. Uh, it's been a challenge. And so I have not felt very successful writing wise. And I'm continuing to try and find ways to, you know, as we work through getting her to sleep or at least kind of have her own schedule to find time when I can, when I can write. So I'll, I'll keep plugging away on that. I mean, I know, I know it's going to get better inevitably, but it doesn't change the fact that I have deadlines coming up and I have work that I really want to be able to get done. So I don't know. I'll keep, I'll keep trying. <laughs> so yeah. So this week I wanted to talk about podcasts. Um, I like podcasts for a lot of reasons. You know, as I just mentioned, I'm, I'm pretty busy. You know, I work, uh, at least 40 hours a week, if not 50, depending on what the event is. Um, sometimes, you know, my days will run, run late. Um, and a podcast is something that allows me to gain information while I'm doing something else. So, you know, I work on a college campus. So say I'm walking from one place to another, I can listen to headphones and be gathering, you know, just doing research, hearing how people are, you know, hearing information. Um, and so it's a good way to kind of maximize my time that way. It's also something that I can do on my time. So I can be listening to the, you know, to that podcast. And if I need to answer the phone or, you know, I get where I'm going, I just stop the podcast and I can pick it up and listen later, which also gives me time to think about whatever the subject was um, in the podcast. I like that they are mostly unfiltered. So, you know, podcasts vary. Uh, sometimes you can really tell when someone has put the time into fully scripting their podcast, which I like that. They don't waste a lot of time with ums and ahs like I do. But there's also something to be said for, especially like long form interviews where you get someone talking and they maybe share, I won't say they overshare, but they, they share information in a way that you can tell they're, if they're really passionate about something or if they're not quite sure about something, or maybe they're trying to feel out an idea in one way or another. And I find that really interesting. Um, I don't, I don't like a lot of banter in podcasts. Like a lot of podcasts will start out with, uh, if, especially if it's kind of a group, oftentimes they just kind of go back and forth, like joking with each other. And I, that does kind of bug me, but, um, it depends like, because as I'll say, when I go through my list of podcasts that I'm, I'm going to talk about, some seem to do it better than others. Um, and I'm not quite sure what the, what the difference is there. But one great thing about a podcast is if you don't like a certain part of it, you can just fast forward through it. You know, so a lot of them have advertising or they have sponsors or things like that, or they might have an opening segment that you don't feel like listening to. Well, just fast forward and you move on to the thing that you're interested in. So I like that you can control it. 
And one of the things I've really been trying to do in my life this past year is minimize distractions and take control of the media I consume and the kind of inputs coming into my brain. So podcasts are a big part of that. You know, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time just like scrolling through my Facebook feed looking for something to read because to me that is allowing other people to choose what's going to go into my brain and I don't want to do that. Like I don't have time for that. Um, I don't want to, I want to be able to focus on things that I'm trying to research and podcasts allow me to, you know, control that, that flow of information. They're often the most up-to-date info on any given thing. So depending on the format of the show, they can be very timely where they, if it's a weekly show, they could be talking about what's happened even in the last week. In a given industry, if it's an interview, they're typically, you've got folks talking about the most, you know, up-to-date method or way they've been doing something. And I find that really valuable. Like it's even more valuable than say Facebook groups uh, where Facebook groups, one of the things I really dislike about Facebook groups is that anybody can chime in with whatever their idea is of how to do something, you know, with their opinion. And a lot of times, like if someone says something and I, I wonder if that's true or not, well, then I have to waste time looking them up on Amazon, checking out their sales, seeing if they really know what they're talking about, quite honestly. Um, and the thing about it, if someone has gotten to the point where they're have been accepted to be interviewed in a podcast, especially if it's a podcast I respect, typically they probably know what they're talking about, right? <laughs> or or in some cases, um, like the Science Fiction Fantasy Marketing Podcast, like they might interview a brand new author, but there's typically a spin on that where that person did something interesting or unique that not everybody uh, might know about. And so I don't have to waste time trying to figure out if this is a person I should listen to or not. Um, I like that they're, it's people sharing their experience and that's one of the things I, I really enjoy about YouTube also is that it's a format where a person has some knowledge, they can basically just fire up technology and share that knowledge. And you know, you can typically tell, you know, depending on the podcast, like I was just saying, um, but you can, once you've kind of got a certain amount of background information, you can kind of tell if the person knows what they're talking about or not, or you can tell just by their demeanor. But like one of my, my favorite things on YouTube, for instance, is like, you know, I was trying to replace my toilet and I found this plumber in New Jersey, just that for whatever reason, really enjoyed making videos of every time he'd replace a toilet out at some customer's house. And here I get to, you know, hang out with this 60 year old guy who's explaining all his tips and tricks uh, for plumbing. And that to me is just gold. Like I love that kind of thing. And podcasts for the author community can kind of give you that same, that same not inside knowledge that you would not necessarily get in, in other venues. Or I think it would take longer to sift through various forums or Facebook posts or, or things like that to get the same information. It's also really interesting to kind of hear people's journeys, and that's something I enjoy a lot, and I'll talk about that when I go through some of these other podcasts. Um, you get to know people through their voice. You get to hear about their kind of journey and their struggle and where they're at in their career, you know, how long have they been doing this, what have they learned, what, what worked for them or didn't work for them, and to me, that's really interesting. You know, it's kind of developing something Joanna Penn calls your voice brand, but I'll say it kind of goes beyond that. I mean, there are people that are definitely hard for me to listen to, 
Um, but there are other people that uh, don't even write in the genre that I write, and I still kind of enjoy hearing how things are going with them. You know, so depending on, I might not listen to them every week, but I'll still kind of remember, like, oh yeah, what's going on with that person, and I'll I'll go back and check in on their podcasts and listen um, listen to what they're up to. So. As far as formats go, I pretty much prefer 30 minutes to an hour. Anything shorter, and I feel like it's either too rushed or I didn't really get a chance to listen to the person because just in me absorbing information, I like to have time to actually listen to what the person is saying. I want them to take the time to explain or think through whatever it is they're trying to communicate. And I feel like 30 minutes is a pretty good amount of time for that depending on how many subjects you want to cover. And I'll talk about some examples of podcasts. I think they do that really well. Or, you know, getting out to an hour, I think especially for an interview, that gives people plenty of time to ask questions, to really explore one or two things pretty thoroughly. And um, and that's a good amount of time. Like, you know, the Tim Ferriss podcast, for instance, can go up to like three hours sometimes. That's a long time. Like I, I honestly don't have that amount of time to devote to one podcast in a given week. Like I'd rather listen to two or three. Um, and it's also like I'll kind of lose the thread of what they're talking about because I can't listen to it all at once. So that's kind of the sweet spot for me is 30 minutes to an hour. Um, so, so yeah, uh, most of the podcasts that I'm going to talk about here fit that, that mold. Um, like I, like I mentioned a couple others, like the Tim Ferriss podcast, that one's really well known. So I don't think I really need to recommend that to anybody, but, um, but, uh, yeah, as far as like this, this list, it's in no particular order. It's just actually, as I was going through my, my phone, I use an app called pocket casts, which apparently is owned by NPR now, but, um, that's what I use on, use on Android to track my podcasts and, Really, it's just whatever's at the top and has the new episode is what I what I want to listen to. So, in no particular order, um, these are kind of the current podcasts that I'm listening to, and I would uh, I wrote them out here because I would recommend them for one reason or another. So, the first one, of course, is probably going to be um, my podcast that I'm part of with Aeon 14 and Michael Cooper. And I think you don't necessarily have to read Aeon 14 to find something interesting in the various uh, episodes. Although I will say they're mostly focused on Far Future because that's what, you know, when AM14 takes place. But the lineup for that, so it's kind of a group interview format. It tends to be Michael, me, Jen McDonald, who is um, one of our editors, Lisa Richmond, who's a writer, Amy Duboff, also an author, Andrew Dobell, author and artist, and then Jenny Green, also a science fiction author. And we tend to go a little bit longer. Like I think they usually tend to be an hour and a half to two hours potentially, but we kind of go all over the place and we'll have a, a subject for, you know, each episode. And I would say that we, we do joke around, but we don't joke around nearly as much as some other podcasts. And we tend to really be focused on trying to figure out some, some aspect of the thing that we're, that we're talking about. Uh, another one that'd be great to that I'd recommend checking out is Sentence to Paragraph, which is kind of a local podcast focused on, or it's made for a local nonprofit where I live. But it's a kind of an author update podcast. But two writers, Daryl Evans and Molly Martin, 
and up until recently I was part of this as well, but I've just been, I don't, I just don't have time, unfortunately, to keep doing it during the week. But um, Daryl Lynn runs the nonprofit Word Crafters, and Molly is an editor. And so they both have a really unique take on writing, on, you know, what it takes to run a literacy nonprofit focused on writing and writers and doing writing events and hosting classes and, and things like that. So I think there's always something interesting there um, to hear about. And then each episode, Molly gives a editing tip and she's got a lot of really great, um, great quick tips to, to help folks out with. So sentence to paragraph. And then of course, Joanna Penn's creative pen. And, you know, if you have not been listening to Joanna Penn, there is a ton of content there for you to go back and listen to. In fact, she just did her 10 year anniversary show and she's been doing interviews, you know, for a long time now. And she's really focused on making her show as professional as possible and as useful as possible. She is really focused on publishing wide, which would be publishing, you know, outside Amazon. And she is sponsored by, um, Ingram Spark and I think also drafted digital, but I would say that she doesn't let that, like if she has an opinion about those services, whether they're good or bad, she will definitely share that in a, in an honest way. But if you want like the most up-to-date info on publishing, kind of what the future of publishing looks like, a person who has really been there for the long haul, that's an incredibly useful podcast. The Science Fiction and Fantasy Marketing Podcast, that's with Lindsay Baroker, Joe Lalo, and Jeff Poole. They might be taking a little bit of a break, but one of the great things about this podcast is I think you could basically start listening and work your way backwards. And they have so many interviews with, with people that are just out there in the trenches figuring things out. And every now and then, you know, sometimes you get a person who's just on point with some specific new marketing technique. And then you've also got somebody that's just like, I don't know how I did it. It just worked. But usually that's a person who like wrote a really great book or hit at the right time or um, some other thing that I think that Lindsay, Joe and Jeff are really good at kind of figuring that out. And they're, and they're all three very accomplished authors in their own right, both as marketers and people who've been around for a long time in this business, you know, relatively, like I think they've all been doing this at least 10 years. Um, and so they're pretty good with like, I won't say the BS detector, but just in asking questions, they're like, well, in my experience, this is, this is what happened. You know, and I would say they're not, they're not afraid of really asking those questions every now and then, uh, they'll get somebody who's obviously excited and just like runs off on a tangent, talking, talking, talking. Um, and they do a good job of pulling them back in to keep it, to keep it useful. Um, but I would highly, highly recommend that one. So keystroke medium is a, a really interesting kind of collection of podcasts. And one of the things I love about this, this group is they, um, it's kind of like a, like a party. It's like hanging out with a, with a writer's group where you can go and just, it's just fun, you know? And so, and they also open it up to people that, uh, are kind of listening in on YouTube and can write comments and they like in real time will answer questions and things like that during the show, which I'm really surprised more people aren't aware of what these guys are doing because it's just, it's just fun. Like if I, unfortunately I don't have the time right now to be able to do every Monday um, when they do their shows. But if, if I was like during the years that I was going to my, my writing group every Tuesday, 
this is the kind of thing that I think if you, you know, if you lived in a place where you don't have access to a writing group, this is a way to get that, that sense of community uh, through the internet in a way that I think makes it possible to actually create like friendships and relationships, you know, and there's the, there's the YouTube live chats that they do. And so the folks involved with that are uh, Scott Moon, Josh Hayes, Ralph Kern, John Evans, Devin Ford, Guy DeMarco, and Chuck Manley. And I apologize if I missed some folks there, some other folks. So um, they also do the writer's journey with Lauren Moore and Kayleen Williams. I'll talk about that in a second. I just don't want to miss them as part of the, the whole group. Um, but there's a bunch of people involved in, uh, in this whole thing. And so they've, they've really expanded the number of podcasts that they're doing. And then they also do, so if, on their website, they do kind of how-to articles. Uh, they're doing um, anthologies, just really trying to build a community around the folks that they've, they've drawn to them. And I want to say their Facebook group um, is relatively small right now, which is a good thing because that means you can, you can really kind of interact with people that are doing very well in the field. And I would say people really invest in each other, you know, so you've got multiple levels of kind of success in, in the group. And because people can ask questions on the live show, um, those same questions can get carried over back and forth between the Facebook group. And so that's a really good um, resource right there. And then they also do a ton of great interviews. I mean, interviews with writers that um, I, you just wouldn't expect. Like they do a lot of indie authors and they do um, plenty of traditionally published um, space opera, science fiction, military science fiction authors. And, um, and it's just a lot of fun. Like I, it's, it's enjoyable to listen to, you know, so I would highly recommend, recommend that. Um, and then one of the shows that they have spun off is called The Writer's Journey, and that's every um, Thursday now. They're doing it as a, as a Facebook interview thing, and that's with uh, Lauren Moore and Kayleen Williams. And they've had a lot of great interviews as well. And so that's, again, being just really generous of, of their time and of information, and people have come on that show that have been a lot of really heavy hitters in the indie space just sharing great information about how to, um, you know, how to make it. And I think that, you know, if I had discovered this back when I first started back in 2015, like this would have been just so awesome because I wouldn't have wasted all this time searching through keyboards for how, how this market works. You know, it's all right there. And not only that, but you can ask questions both during the show and beforehand so that your questions get answered. I mean, and that's, that's gold. Like you could pay a consultant to do that or these folks are coordinating um, to provide you with this, you know, right here. So Keystroke Medium, The Writer's Journey, um, another fun podcast that's associated is also Sci-Fi Shenanigans. Um, and they do they do more fun interviews, but they've, they've just been doing a ton. I think they're almost doing two two podcasts a week or something at this point. But they've they're definitely leveling up as well in the folks that they're interviewing. And so that's been that's been fun. Um Okay, so another one that is an interview-focused podcast that I, but and also kind of a personal update is how do you write with Rachel Heron, and she will give her and Rachel Heron writes memoir, romance, women's fiction, um, and does a lot of interviews. Mostly, I would say with folks that are in that space, but I still learn a ton from them. Most and, and she's a 
a very much a hybrid author where she'll like concurrently have a, a traditional thriller contract and then be doing indie women's fiction. Um, so I learned a ton from her interviews. They're always something kind of interesting, either about craft or those markets or the way they approach characters or things like that. And it's, it's relatively short. I want to say each one's only like 30 minutes. So it's, uh, I would definitely recommend that. Um, another one I really enjoy right now is Create If Writing with Kristen Oliphant. And these are, are gold. So she's been, she took a break for a little while and then came back. And she has just been laying out amazing information for, I think if you, if you didn't know about indie publishing or how Amazon works or how specific genres work and things like that, um, this, this is like paying a consultant a thousand dollars because like she had an episode on, I think she called it niching down in your genre. And it was just awesome information on how to like really dig down into keywords to find an underserved niche that will, you know, those folks are looking for the books that, you know, you potentially could write. And and she was very honest about the fact that I guess her husband, I think, had lost his job. And so she was looking for a way to generate some income. And she has an MFA. And so had spent a lot of time writing the books of her heart, you know, and wasn't necessarily getting sales and was in a point in her life where she really needed to make some money. And she had this skill like she I can write, I can tell a story, I can generate characters. I need to make some money. And so that episode walks you through like her whole process on kind of her learning process and how she changed her mind about how you approach this kind of thing. And I think did it in a really genuine way. And that's kind of her whole focus is to, to sell without being smarmy, I think is what she says. Um, but I, her podcasts are incredibly useful. Um, and she really, like, she doesn't script them, but she also is just a very clear speaker. Her ideas are very easy to follow. And for me, at least, because I, I have a good idea of what she's talking about, but I'm not in the same genre, it's really interesting to hear how these things apply. You know, the things I'm studying in science fiction, space opera, military science fiction, she's looking into, you know, romance, women's fiction, um, and really digging into how those different subgenres work. Um, so highly recommended. She has a Facebook group as well that I have not checked out. But if it's anything like the way she operates, it probably would be a pretty, a pretty positive place to be, I think. Um, and so, her, yeah, Kristen Oliphant and Create, create If Writing. Uh, Sell More Book Show with Brian Cohen and Jim Kukrell. I listen to that every week. And they, um, it's basically just like the news show for indie publishing um it's it's entertaining they're kind of silly uh but and but they they typically have interesting things to say and they both bring their own kind of unique perspectives uh, and i would say they have a very business oriented perspective which i find refreshing because um having come from running a small business there are certain things about you know expectations people have about indie publishing that I often think sometimes are naive a little bit, like especially how much it, the fact that it doesn't cost very much to produce a, a very professional book, but some folks see that as like being very expensive. <laughs> and, and the fact is like, it's, that's nothing compared to starting a small business. Um, and so they've, they've got some perspectives in that way. And, um, but really it's just, it's very topical. Um, things change from week to week 
And I think they, they just do a good job of staying on top of uh, kind of industry trends. Brian Cohen is also doing a weekly podcast where he is trying to revitalize his books through uh, AMS ads, Amazon marketing ads. And he's been sharing like incredibly detailed information on his ad spends, where he's been focusing his marketing efforts and what the results were. And so that's been um, interesting to follow as well. And I think that one's called Relentless Authors Advertise. Um, so that's another one I would check out. They do a conference once a year, which I think if I wasn't involved in other things, I might actually check that out because it's still relatively small. And uh, so far I've heard really good things about it. I think that was just called the Sell More Book Show or Sell More Book Conference. Um, so another one that I really enjoy is the Career Author Podcast with Jay Thorne and Zach Bohannon. And these are two guys that are focused on post-apocalyptic fiction and horror and just recently started kind of building up their own publishing company. Um, a little bit similar to what Keystroke Medium has done or maybe Chris Kennedy with the Four Horsemen universe or even really, you know, Michael Cooper with Anne 14. Um, as he, you know, we kind of think about some other publishing things as well. They're doing in the post-apocalyptic space. But they've had the Career Author Podcast for, I think, about a year now. And just really use, useful, actionable information every week. It's only about 30 minutes. And just really on point with um, information you need to know to be successful. You know, I think, depending on where you're coming from, like, they are pretty prescriptive. Like, they have strong ideas about what it takes to be successful. And I don't necessarily disagree. Like, I'm always interested or, you know, if someone does something in a way that I didn't expect... But I do think it saves people time sometimes to just hear somebody say, this is what you need to do, you know, or this is at least, this is what I did and this is what was successful for me. So I would recommend that for you. And if you buy into their approach, um, then I think it's, it's very useful for you. They are, so Jay Thorne is a story grid qualified editor. And so he approaches editing and writing from the story grid um, perspective, with, which is Scott Coyne's method. And Scott Coyne, you know, is associated with Stephen Pressfield, who wrote like *The War of Art*, and uh, a couple other 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 books. That um, again, it's kind of a specific way at looking at being an artist, and and kind of a no BS way of approaching things. But their podcast, I would say, is um, is very approachable, and I would definitely recommend uh, checking that out. The Writer's Well with Jay Thorne and Rachel Heron. So there's a lot of overlap here among folks. I mean, Zach Bohannon doesn't have his own podcast yet. Apparently he needs to get with the program. But they are, that one's more of kind of like a personal check-in between two friends. But they're they're focused on uh, health and wellness. And then kind of they just ask each other a question. And they, and they don't always know what the question is going to be. So it's a little bit entertaining. And it's typically only 30 minutes. So again, it's one that I, I enjoy checking in. Again, it's like... It's kind of like getting to sit there at a table while two friends talk um, and they have interesting things to say that I want to hear about. So <laughs> I'd recommend it. Okay, this next one is very much focused in uh, science fiction, but the Cood Street podcast, which is with Gary Wolf and Jonathan Strayan. Um, Gary Wolf is a science fiction historian who has done... Um, he writes an article, or he writes a column for Locus Magazine, and he has done a, a great courses on the history of science fiction. And then Jonathan Strayan is an editor who has done 
multiple uh, anthologies with traditional publishing. He writes. He also writes a column for Locus, and this is kind of their podcast where they sometimes do interviews, but they also just talk on the phone. Where Jonathan Strain is in Australia and Gary Wolf is in the U.S., and it's just like listening to two two folks that have been reading science fiction for you know. 70 probably 60 years um you know each uh just talk about the genre and talk about things that are interesting to them things that have changed like compare what they're reading now with uh historical elements of science fiction um and it's really interesting to me i mean one thing they they don't do that they are not at all part of is the indie community and that was um i don't know that is always kind of interesting to me and i think it's just because they're they're really tied into, you know, the traditional pipeline of story of novels and stories. And, and there's already so much there that they wouldn't have time to read other things. But I could see that changing, especially now that more indies have been nominated for like the Nebula and things like that. Like more independent work is going to be on these guys, uh, be on their radar. <clears throat> but it's a just a wide-ranging podcast. I think if you, have, if you have any interest in the history of science fiction as a genre or when we talk about the, the field, quote-unquote, of science fiction and fantasy, um, this is a really good kind of shortcut to get caught up and on just what's going on currently. They're mostly weekly. It's not always weekly, but um, I, I think it's worth your time to check out. Uh, another one I've been enjoying recently is The Ground Up Show with uh, Matt DeVela. And he is a YouTuber and kind of videographer. He was involved. He like he did the videography for the Minimalists movie. Um, but this is kind of a, a long form talk show where he mostly talks with folks that are in the not necessarily not necessarily the minimalist space, but I would say the um, uh, what do they call it? Focused living or intentional living. Um, they tend to be business people. They tend to be marketers or writers or filmmakers. Um, but it's, I always get something kind of interesting out of his shows. So the ground up show, uh, he's taking a break for this month, but then he'll be coming back and he, but he does a bunch of videos on YouTube, but then also this, uh, this podcast, um, which so far I've been enjoying quite a bit. Uh, the Darknet diaries with, uh, Jack reciter, if I'm not pronouncing his name, right. This one comes out once a month and it is a little bit longer. I'd say more like 45 minutes a show. And it's like watching a documentary on hacking, which is something that's really interesting to me. Um, and so each each show has kind of like a different element of cracking networks, you know, cracking, hacking, network, you know, just all the various pieces of what it kind of takes to do probably internet crime these days. And so that's been really interesting for me just as kind of a research. And then the guy also just, they're really well produced and you can tell that he does a ton of research to be as thorough as he possibly can. Uh, Akimbo with Seth Godin. This is a really well-known podcast, but if you've never heard of Seth Godin, he's kind of the granddaddy of internet marketing, starting with email marketing and, and moving up from there. But he he's very idealistic, but I would say the things that he says always kind of give me something to think about. And he also takes questions. Um, because he's been doing this for so long, like people typically have heard of him and and he gets a lot of questions where people push back on his idealistic, you know, essays and things. And so he has pretty good answers, I would say. And it definitely, um, 
always kind of gives me something to think about, especially when it comes to like marketing from a high level and doing this for the long term, you know, and thinking about like why you're doing something. You know, if you have you have an artistic reason to start doing something and then you kind of bring a business reason into it, how do you how do you get those two things to meet? How do you do it in a way that's going to get people to, you know, like, know and trust you over the long the long haul? Those are all things that he's kind of focused on, you know, and he's sort of the the kind of person that um, doesn't worry as much about money. Like he has a really good idea and people like him and they give him money. <laughs> so, but uh, that's a Kimbo. And, uh, you know, I think you listen to a couple episodes and see if it's your thing, but you'll also find that a lot of people from Tim Ferriss to like Matt Devela to all over the place, you'll see this guy's ideas have been reflected, you know, throughout, um, podcasting, YouTubing, you know, just in general, his ideas are out there. So it's a name you'll, if, if this is the first time you're hearing this name, like as soon as you hear it, you know, me saying it, you'll probably hear other people eventually talking about it as well, or you'll, you'll start noticing it more. Um, okay. Uh, another, this one's kind of esoteric. I don't remember how I came across it, but Rationally Writing by Alexander Wales and Daystar Eld. Daystar Eld is a pen name, um, obviously. But these are two guys that do mostly fan fiction, as far as I can tell. But I really enjoy their discussions around craft. And the fact that they have such deep discussions related to writing fan fiction just seems kind of pure to me. I don't know how else to really say it. Like, these are two people who are not doing it for the money, but are obviously very well focused, very focused on producing quality fiction that is rational. You know, I guess to me, like when I first heard them discussing rational fiction, to me, that was just fiction that makes sense, which is something that I already been, been hammered on quite a bit in the Clarion model, you know, at my, my writer's workshop and, um, in the times that I got to, uh, work with Kate Wilhelm, like this, the, the work needs to make sense or they, they throw it back at you. Um, but anyway, I would, I would recommend this show quite a bit. They don't publish very regularly. Like they maybe have a show every, every two months or so, but it's still definitely worth, uh, worth checking out. That's rationally writing. Stark Reflections uh, by Mark Lefebvre. Lefebvre, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but he um, has been writing indie publishing for a long time. Does interviews and also kind of personal essays, and it's just he's always typically got got inf- good info to share as well. Um, Mark Dawson's self-publishing show with James Blatch. If you're not aware of that one, um, you know that's pretty central to indie publishing right now, and they do mostly interviews. And tend to interview a lot of like really heavy hitter um, indie authors and also from kind of an international perspective. They tend to be, you know, UK or, or other places in Europe. So that's always a good one to, to check in on. They're pretty much cutting edge when it comes to anything to do with advertising. And then my last two are kind of smaller ones, but I still really enjoy checking in on them. So The Awkward Author by Alyssa Grosso. And I don't remember how I found her show either. Like I might have just been randomly searching through TuneIn or or Stitcher or something. But again, her her show is very much an author diary. Like she's really, while she wants to be useful to people, I think she's really just sharing where she's at, um, you know, with her personal life and her work. And it's just interesting to hear how she's doing. Like I, 
she writes mostly thrillers and I, um, it's not my genre, but I'm still curious to hear how things are going. So I enjoy checking in on, on that one. Um, and then the, uh, the self-publishing journeys with Paul Teague. And he had also been a thriller author who just recently kind of moved into science fiction. Um, so that's been, that's been interesting because previously, you know, I've been listening to him for about a year and he had mostly been talking about thrillers and marketing his thrillers and things he'd done for that. And now he's focused on military SF. So, you know, things change over time. But I will say the thing with Paul Teague is that he is incredibly um, consistent. And his he's always got, like, he's very goal-oriented. And he updates you on all his goals as he goes along. So you really, I feel invested in his success and want to, I really want him to be successful. So he also, you know, for me, me being in the U.S., it's fun to listen to his his accent and hear the way that he describes his life and making time to write and, and things like that. So, um, that was a longer list than I thought it would be. And it was still probably wasn't all of the podcasts that I, I have on my app. I mean, certainly not that. And the ones that I might listen to in a week, you know, in addition to audiobooks and things like that. Um, <clears throat> two other things I wanted to mention, uh, both Clark's world and Lightspeed, which are two well-known, science fiction, short fiction magazines have podcast versions where you can listen to audio versions of their latest short stories. And so that's a way if you want to keep up with the short fiction market, you can um, subscribe to their uh, to their podcast and keep up to date with that. So I'll be honest, I don't listen to the fiction as much as I probably should, but uh, I was excited that they did that. And I think it's, it's pretty cool. So... <clears throat> So yeah, that's a pretty good list. Um, if you have other podcasts that you are excited about, I would love to hear about them. Um, please drop me an email, james at jamesaron.net. And I'm always looking for new podcasts. I've, I've got, I didn't list a lot of the like business podcasts that I listen to as well. Um, Cause there are a couple there that uh, just to get a broader perspective on, you know, internet marketing, uh, small business, startups, things like that. I'm always interested in that kind of stuff as well. So the last thing I was going to touch on is, you know, why do I podcast? Um, I think like I was saying, it's for the same reason that I like those YouTube videos where folks are just talking to the camera, explaining what they're going through. For me, it helps me stay accountable. Uh, it helps me maybe feel like I'm, I'm helping someone else who's out there that might just be starting out that doesn't have the benefit of a writing group like I did. Or maybe you are part of a writing group and they are very negative, which my, my group was, uh, you know, they had a high standard. And if you didn't meet that standard, um, you know, you, you, got, you got things handed to you. So, um, so, yeah, I hope to be just kind of a positive, uh, give some positive help to folks. I think, you know, Paul Teague's podcast was the, probably the biggest inspiration to me in that respect. Um, and also just helping me keep track of my thoughts. I've always been bad at keeping a diary or writing personal essays or things like that. So this is one of the few times I've actually, you know, successfully just kind of shared my thoughts on something for any particular period of time that wasn't fiction. So I, I fully believe that sharing info is the best thing we can do as writers. Uh, you know, sharing info about how much you got paid, about how you got into a market, you know, how you found a cover designer, like all these things, like we're taking power back from publishers and editors and 
empowering writers and podcasting is just another way that hopefully, you know, we can help each other out that way. And why should you do it? Well, the, the barrier to entry has never been lower. And I think if it's something you enjoy to do, you enjoy doing, then you should definitely jump in and do it. Uh, more new voices I think is, is better. And I would love to hear someone's, uh, another author's podcast, especially in the science fiction space. Um, to, uh, to hear what you're going through and uh, what you've learned. So I would highly recommend checking it out. So goals for next week. Uh, again, I'm just beating my head on this book. I think I've said that the last four weeks. So I'm going to keep doing that. Um, I'm going to put some work into my outline for the Nova Blue novella, which may end up being a short novel. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I've been looking at, I have the, the option of actually scheduling some recording space on campus, and I've really been thinking a lot about the audiobook of Crash in Love, which is a 25,000 word novella I wrote back in, I don't remember when, November, um, that I really want to do as, a, as an audiobook. And I'm thinking if I, if I set up some appointments um, at this recording space, that might motivate me to get that done. So I've been thinking about that. And like I mentioned, I've got some work this weekend getting my solar panels up. So I'm pretty excited to, uh, to dig into that project. And maybe I'll get some sleep. We'll see. So, or maybe I'll get sleep where I don't wake up having been kicked in the back continuously all night. <laughs> Yesterday morning, my daughter actually, like, I woke up having been just, just nailed with her heel right in my eye. Because she had managed to turn and then just, like, she's so strong for being tiny. And she just nailed me right in the eye. <laughs> I thought I was going to have a, a black eye. Um, but then I was just being whiny, you know, after I got over it and went back to sleep. So, <laughs> I don't know. I look forward to maybe getting some sleep. So, anyway, it's uh, it's 1.15 a.m. now. And uh, I am going to get some sleep. So, I hope you have a great writing week. And thanks for listening. I will talk to you next time. Later. Thank you.